0: It is the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, joined by John Jakus, the associate uh, uh, head men's coach at uh, Baylor. And, uh, John, it's um, always fun to have you on, and, and uh, uh, as we, uh, I think we've officially arrived, November has ended, and uh, we can now refer to this as a perfect November for the Bears. That's happened quite a bit in recent years. I think three of the past four seasons. But uh, congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me and uh, appreciate all you do. And
1: I think we feel blessed overall to get through the month that we did. You know, you can see in scheduling um, throughout college basketball that first week, nobody really played anybody. There was two or three meaningful games. And we were one of them. So to get through Auburn and then get through our Thanksgiving tournament and be undefeated and learn so much about ourselves. I think it was a really good month for our program as a whole. And I think more than finding out that we're pretty good at basketball, I think above all, we've got great guys and the culture of joy seems to be really thriving and the way they're rooting for each other is kind of setting us apart. So we love this group. We're going to try to keep it
0: going here in the next week or so. You know, to your point in, when one of those games, I guess it was at Florida game, um, there was some, uh, Jacoby got in foul trouble and he got his fourth foul with about 10 minutes left. And I got to say, and you know, and you love the NBA too. I love the NBA. I mean, like you, you, you and in the announcers do it too. You start saying, okay, when, you know, your superstar, uh, freshman is out because of foul trouble. When is he coming back? When he's going to come back? And he didn't come back in that game. Part of it probably had to do with Langston was playing beautifully you know, Ray J, all your guards really, and uh and J Nunn. But it does to your point, it seems like this guy is over there as excited as anybody. And so that's gonna it's something I got my I have my eye on because like I you know, I want him to flourish and like he didn't have a good game the other night and he had two points in a game. I mean so it's different, but at the same time like he does have uh, he's he's not he, he certainly has not, it appeared, to have shown up with any sort of – although he's heralded as a possible top five lottery pick in next year's draft.
1: Yeah, I think we can probably start there and then work our way out a little bit. Uh, he has not showed up with that attitude, and he's as good a teammate as you're ever going to find. And the way he handles himself is a much – going to be why he gets drafted top five or in the lottery as anything else and you know you and I both love the NBA but something about the NBA is they're constantly looking for guys that are great but also have high character and with the way the league is moving and it seems like the offseason is as popular as the regular season because it's people get wrapped up in Twitter and trade rumors and trying to match superstars and then you just have teams with really high character that just kind of you know, play the way you're supposed to and there's just they survive like the Nuggets have recently. And I just think Jacoby's that kind of player. And he's helping our program become that kind of program again where we're able to go through ups and downs together as a group and not make it about one person. And the reality is is that he's our leading scorer. Uh there's a real good chance that next game he goes off. Uh, he's 132 points per every 100 possessions. He's still shooting 44% from three, 90 from the line. Uh, I don't think we have any real issues with the basketball. Just sometimes there's odd things that happen. But the regular stuff is going to settle in, and the regular Jacoby is an NBA player who's a great person and is a remarkable find for Baylor basketball, and we're lucky to have him. And he's also just a small reflection of what the whole team seems to be right now is and that is not only just getting along, but really rooting for each other. I mean, our bench is remarkable. If you were just watch our bench on a camera, which we do as a staff, and then we grade our bench, I mean, this bench ranks as high as any that we've ever had. And in some regards, even better than the national championship team. So uh, we love Jacoby for that. And we love that we can survive foul trouble and go through ups and downs and that our guys root for each other in this really unique way. So right now, in some ways, we just need to keep the outside noise outside. Because inside these guys have been fantastic.
0: So, how does that work, John? Uh, John Jacobs with us, uh, Baylor basketball, like watching the bench, because obviously you watch a ton of film and so you're watching what's happening on the court. So, do you all assign somebody to really kind of report on that or look at that? And, like, is that, do you almost have like a camera somehow trained on that or is that just like when the ball's down there? you're able to kind of, you know, after a game, go back and kind of take a peek on how everybody's reacting to things. No, we call Coach Alvin Brooks, our body language doctor, and then we travel <laughs> with, a, um, with
1: a, a GA who brings second camera, and Ty Beard, our video guy, sets the camera up, and it doesn't move. It just stays on the bench. And uh, we have this grading system, and they did this study a little while ago, and they said the two best teammates in all the NBA were Tim Duncan, and steve nash and um they counted the number of high fives or touches they had throughout a game and then they counted certain interactions and they just won on an annual basis and so we'll even be in practice and coach peterson will be in charge counting how many times our point guard gives somebody a high five or how many times he points to somebody after he gets an assist or how many times he celebrates and so we're trying to get our numbers up in those things and there's a whole science to it. Uh, you know, AB stole something from the Timberwolves that we've used and it's really translated well, but, uh, it, it permeates throughout the whole staff and it's a big priority. But I think, uh, for the past few years, we'll call Alvin Brooks, the body language doctor until somebody takes his spot.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, I think he would prefer if you just talked, called him the body, but the, uh, the body language, um, uh yeah, that's interesting. You know, of course, my cynical brain—I start thinking about like who's had poor body language over the years. <laughs> I I, I, uh, I had a couple well, of the, names. The thing come about in. life, is, and you're—you probably hit on
1: something. The thing about life is they stick out like a sore thumb. Like you know it, you know it when you're watching an NFL game. You know it when you're watching an NBA game. You know it when you're watching our game. Oh, there goes the body language. Like that guy's—he's—he's he's going in the wrong direction, and you can see it. Um, and so we don't want our guys standing out that way. We want them standing out the other way.
0: Uh, it, it is, um, you know, that, that, that tournament or the classic, whatever we call that, uh, in, uh, in, I mean, y'all want a trophy, so we'll just call it a mm-hmm. tournament. That, I mean, those things are important, and y'all do it year after year, it seems. Um, but it seems like one of the things with y'all's culture that Scott really started a long time ago, is, I mean, you don't – and and even Kim used to do some of this. I mean, you, you try not to skip moments along the way. I mean, you all won the national title, but I'm sure – and the fans mostly remember that. But along the way that year, I'm sure there were just unbelievable moments that only you might think back and think about. Like, how important is it to, like, celebrate things like, you know, beating both of those teams and the Barclays and holding up a trophy like that?
1: Yeah. For us, it's really important. I mean, I think, you know, there's two buzzwords in sports and they're probably being overused right now. And one is process and one is culture and uh, they're important. And it's just important for us to not let them be buzzwords. And the process of, you know, getting better as you go through these steps that you're talking about is really important. You want to remain on that process. So you peak at the end of the year, but if you don't stop and smell the roses, have a good time, and you forget that you're coaching college basketball, and this is supposed to be fun, and this is a moment in these guys' lives between 18 and 22 that's supposed to be special, that they'll always look back on and and think highly of. Then you're missing the point. I mean, you can ask all our NBA players when they come back, and they'll say their favorite time playing basketball was in college because it was the last time it was a a team, and it's last time it was this fun, organic thing, and not this profession. And they all say they would give up anything to come back and play college basketball in one more, more year. So why wouldn't we celebrate championships in Thanksgiving and make it a priority? It's just little things like stopping for cheesecake at the, you know, number one cheesecake place in Brooklyn after we won a championship as a team and getting off the bus in New York City and all thirty of us walking in and celebrating, like those are memories that matter. And um, you know, everything's become so individualized even in team sports because of social media and parents reactions. And we're trying to uh, work our toward our way towards, you know, a bond that goes beyond individualism. And when you win small tournaments along the way, like that, you you ought to celebrate. And coach is really good at that. That's, That's something that coach deserves a lot of credit for. He turns things like that into big deals. And because he treats them so professionally, we end up winning a lot more Thanksgiving tournaments than other programs. And, um, I think we look back on those finally they're a good time and you can look at the bahamas tournament and all these other tournaments in the past those are great baylor memories so we really enjoyed ourselves in new york
0: i mean you're a you still remain a, a very thin man nobody really says that about me anymore do you uh f- what kind of cheesecake do you go with do you splurge you're a man that likes to get an early morning workout in that kind of thing what uh, what direction did you go there at junior's cheesecakes famous cheesecake place there in uh they're in new york it's actually one of my favorite
1: foods i think me and my father would probably be guilty of uh enjoying cheesecake a few times in our life Uh, maybe that's the chicago thing i don't know what it is but uh, i just go classic i'm a classic cheesecake guy with the strawberries on top so a lot of our guys you know they get into all the chocolates and swirls and all this other thing but uh, in my heart of hearts i'm a classic cheesecake guy so how about you
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, not as much of a sweet tooth as you might imagine, but certainly, you know, anything that I can kind of pair with ice cream, uh, and, uh, and like a, my mom does a like a Dr Pepper sheet cake, like a chocolate sheet yeah. cake, that has that has a little bit of a cinnamon or some something in there that's just wonderful, some extract or whatever they put in there, but uh, yeah, that's but I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to a cheesecake at all. Uh, so I wouldn't run away with that. But I I probably would go the classic. There's not any or like a turtle. What is a turtle? Like that's some like fudge yeah, some or of the something. Guys, or... The chocolate peanut butter yeah. in there.
1: Yeah, I understand. Yeah, peanut butter. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a little bit of Dr. that. Dr. Pepper, there's a real good chance
0: you graduated from Baylor.
1: So uh,
0: you're right on <laughs> brand there. That's good. <laughs> that's right. Your family, I'm sure, have tried they tried the Doctor Pepper float by now and uh Yeah. That's a that's a major player at Baylor. Okay, you always have a good a great sense of, of like the analytics and things. I, I this Ray J talking to John Jakus um, on the Matt Mosley show ESPN central Texas Ray J. I mean, like, and, and Fran kind of brought this to my attention when he was doing one of y'all's games. He's like, this guy's like, whatever, 17 for 19 at the rim. We think of big men having like unbelievable field goal percentages, at the rim, because obviously they're six ten or whatever, and and they're taking short uh, shots. They're taking those layups. This guy, it's like he never misses in there. Like in traffic, I mean, it does it doesn't really matter what the situation is. Like, I mean, I'm sure y'all saw that before he transferred in. But what are we what are we looking at, John? I mean, that's to me, those numbers seem kind of off the charts, and he and he's he's doing this basically on a game by game basis.
1: Yeah, we split our twos. I think we do a good job of helping our guards finish across the country. There's kind of an understanding when guys come to Baylor, they get better at finishing. Yeah. um, It's something we're proud of. And we kind of break the paint up into categories. You know, there's above the Big 12 sticker, there's at the Big 12 sticker, and then there's below. And beneath the Big 12 sticker, we've really improved this year. And Jay Nunn, for example, gets the free throw line better than any guard we've had in my time here. Um, which is really unique, and you know we're we're up there in the country. I think we're top sixteen, we're number sixteen as far as getting to the free throw line overall, which is a big advantage for us long term. But we have this new category with Ray J, which is the post up or point guard. There's a little Jalen Brunson in there, uh, the ability to kind of turn a drive into a post up, and then he can quarter turn into a layup, or he can quarter turn back into a little Kobe or Jalen Brunson fadeaway. And uh, he did it at Toledo, and it's something that we haven't had. Uh, but when we saw it on film, you know, Scott's a good guy. He he, uh, he he He's a genius in the sense that if something's that obvious, you might as well use it. And when you see Ray J post up, it's pretty special. So why wouldn't we use it? And um, Fran's right. There's real growth for us there. And I would love to take credit for that development, but I would say the post-up game came from Toledo, and uh, he's had that for a while. And we're just smart enough to let, let him have some freedom every once in a while. But when we were in the game and – we're in a weave action, and then he yells at Josh to get out of the post, and then he dribbles it down. And then he ends the game on a little post-up fadeaway. I think even the guys around him are understanding how they can get him to that space by getting him out of, getting out of his way at certain times. So uh, I think we're focusing more on let's get his assist numbers up and his turnovers down, and that's maybe where our player development's been with him. But we can't take credit for that post-up stuff. He's just pretty special at it.
0: All right, last thing. Um... King the other night I was listening to him and he, he made the interesting point that he thinks alley oops look better when the passes aren't that great. And I guess his point was, you know, guys it, it puts some like Messi or or loner or somebody has to like you know, almost
1: yeah, go you know, back, turn
0: or, or do something like that. Yeah. It's it and it's it's pretty remarkable to Watch all these alley oops, and I don't want to get caught in the moment. Y'all have had some good alley oop teams, and you've had some high flyers. But man, this is that was really something the other night. Misi can finish anything in traffic or whatever, and and so I know you got to lean into it when you got a strength. But I thought that was interesting how y'all. I think you opened the game, then maybe you opened the second half. I mean, it's just that that y'all have had it, and of course Jerome's taking that to K State as well. But, man, this may be one of your best alley-oop teams that I can remember. Yeah, King's one of my favorite players I've ever coached. And, you know, we're real proud of
1: him and what he's accomplished at ESPN at such a young age. You know, I like that he likes dunks, and maybe they look better when the pass is off. But we're going to try to make the pass on. Um, But we do have a luxury that even when the pass is off, we've got guys who can go get it. And in the game, you're starting to see not just Eve and Josh, but... Caleb and then we start the second half with Jacoby so we're even throwing it up to our guards this year and um, I'm not saying we're trying to lead the the country in dunks but we're not against a dunk you know we're going to make that 99 (laughs) out of 100 times and that's pretty good analytics so uh, we're going to keep throwing it up and every extra lot play we can find we're going to put in And uh, eventually teams are going to start scouting that and overreacting to the role and um, or the set and then we can bounce back off that screen and hit people for threes and right now we're the number one three-point shooting team in the country so the fear of the rim and vertical spacing combined with the shooting we just want to put them in a situation where they're always making the wrong choice Um, but clearly people are more scared to dunk so we'll keep trying to get them to react
0: to that well you lost three you know pretty solid three-point shooters one you know That you at one point thought was maybe one of the best three point shooters in the country. That's pretty that's pretty amazing, quite honestly, to be at this level. And what it takes is a guy like Langston, um, who's just gotten better and better. And now he's, I mean, he's probably one of the best off the bench guys in the country so far this season. And then Loner, not only a dunker, but when he kind of you know takes the right kind of shots from the corner or whatever, I mean he he seems very capable. So uh it's uh it's been fun to watch uh john always uh always great to have you on this is going to be an interesting i don't know much about northwestern state haven't dug in on them but boy seton hall and then michigan state and then we'll all uh hang out in at uh in new york the mosleys are planning to attend that event and uh play duke duke just had a, a loss in front of twenty thousand fans at bud walton arena last night but uh yeah. this is uh uh, John, it's going to be a lot of fun, isn't it? With this, uh, this upcoming schedule, uh, throughout the holidays here. Yes. Yeah, Scott's not scared to schedule tough games and it'll be a nice little four game run. And,
1: uh, you know, the high major games will start with Seton Hall at home. And, uh, this is a fifth year in a row. I believe the program has reached a top 10 at some point. And we would love to start that three game run with a sold out crowd here at the Farrell. Only a couple games left here and we want to celebrate it the right way. But, uh, These guys deserve fans. I think we deserve to have a special moment that night in our Big East Challenge. Hopefully we'll win that Big East Challenge and then see what happens on the road versus Michigan State and Duke. But we're excited, and that'll be a great stretch of games for us, so we'll really know who we are after that also.
0: Okay. All right, John, thought the light green looked pretty good the other night. That's kind of an interesting uh, pullover. Uh, the light green and the guys in the second row have a little bit different look and then uh, matt roberts seemed to kind of have his own look over there so it's a uh, interesting contrast over there and i know that's uh who do we turn that over to now is, is that coach Nunes still coming up with that uh, or who do we he's you got to give him credit for the he's working with the wings and the defense and uh obviously caleb
1: he t- touched on caleb's jump shot growth that comes a lot with his time with coach New. he's doing a great job but coach simon's is taking that over and Okay. I know what you want for Christmas. You would like a bunch of Baylor half-zip pullovers that are worn in a game. And uh, I'll talk to him about maybe getting you one or two. But uh, he's doing a great job, and uh, Nike's good to us.
0: But Luke's in charge of that now. All right. Tell Luke I'm I'm trending in the wrong direction, so XXL may be the way to go. Okay. I'll let him know. I'll let him know. All right. Thanks, John. John Jakus on the Matt Mosley Show, uh, ESPN Central Texas.